Let's podcast. It's a sleek fleet OG live. Two o'clock here on YouTube alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias inside Eford Studios. Big thanks to Empire Properties. And of course, thanks to Copiers Plus for being the presenting sponsor of Ovias and Giglio. But on Thursdays, it's all about that sleek fleet, Joe. It is not easy to get two 80-year-olds to PNC Arena. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So sleek fleet, Tyler. And Brad did an unbelievable job yesterday. Pick up at my parents' house mm -hmm. right when they said they'd be there. And my mom's like, it, it was like they they took me right to the door. Like, that was amazing. And I was like, yeah, that's because they can take you to the VIP entrance. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So help yourself. Help your 80-year-old parents enjoy Andrea Bocelli, who apparently was spectacular. Uh because of our friends at Sleek Fleet. Such an angelic voice. Sleek-fleet.com. All right. So you're probably wondering, well, what happened last night? Anything interesting happened last night? High Point Basketball. Davis Bachelor wants Huge. us to talk about High Point Basketball. This, and, and in a good way, I think. This is this is actually my new favorite thing about the podcast as of late. And I, I mean this sincerely. I'm not trying to be an ass. I promise. Mm -hmm. I love that people are engaging with the podcast. I love that you're listening and that you want to hear some things that you like to hear about. Like, so we've been getting some, some questions about the Hornets. And of course, my first question is, why do you want us to talk about the Hornets? <laughs> what are we going to bring to the table with the Hornets at this point in time? It's not exactly in our wheelhouse. We, we try to talk about the things that we know best. Now we can bring our Matthew, boy. Our listener, Matthew is a big Hornets fan. So. We, we can bring our boy, Nada in, but not sure. too busy getting married this weekend. Congratulations oh, congrats, Nada. to Nada. We can talk to our guy, Terrence Oglesby, although Terrence might be coming on the podcast not to talk about the Hornets because he does it for the, the TV broadcast. He might just want to rip Jim Phillips with me because he's, he's, he's been on a heater lately when it comes to ripping ACC commissioner Jim Phillips. And now we have requests for high point basketball. Should, so at, should we reach out? And at first I'm sitting here thinking, well, high point Panthers must be rolling deep. Well, they best were. Team, best team in NC, can, wait, according I, to Davis. Can I just tell you, I'm glad that Davis wants to talk about high point basketball. They've lost two of their past three games. If they were 9-0 and and we had them on this program, I would have people blaming me for more things <laughs> than I already get blamed for. Any other school 12-game win streak, he wants in on this. Sure. 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 They lost to Upstate, dude. Come on. 277 in Kampong. Go away. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> From Justin on the YouTube comments already, it's like, dang, man, we just need some NBA. But I understand the market. Ha ha. Now. If you want to talk about the report earlier today that the Golden State Warriors apparently tried to make a run to get LeBron James and pair him up with Steph Curry, now that's hilarious. We probably would have opened the show with that, yes. That's hilarious to me. And I'm kind of sad that it didn't work out because I would have loved to have watched the entire sports talk industry complex disintegrate, implode, go supernova with LeBron James and Steph Curry. Oh, we would get combining Kevin Durant discourse all over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I'm true. glad it didn't happen then. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's a very, very good point. It's a very, very good point. So, anyway, I, I love our listeners yeah. who think bring JJ Reddick yeah, on. Sure. I had JJ Reddick's <laughs> three numbers ago. Three numbers ago. We're on it. You know, because that, that happens to you, right? You've oh, got yeah. this person's number, and then they <laughs> change the number. Oh, he'll never talk to me again. 
I saved the, the thing on Facebook popped up like, Harry, here's people that, you know, yeah. Trey Turner was one of them. I'm like, nope, can't do it. No, not anymore. Because he hates me. No, like Even I, though I didn't do anything. It was the other Joe Gillio. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can pull it up. I have JJ Reddick's number on here, but I don't know which JJ Reddick number it is anymore. Right. So, I mean, heck, it's a 407 number. You still, still think it's a 407 number when he was with Orlando? No, I think he's like most of us. He just kept the number from Virginia. Yeah, before, he's from Roanoke. Yeah, I get that, but that's not a uh that's 407's not that's not a Roanoke. That's that's oh. Orlando. Okay. I only know that because that's how you get your reservations for Disney World. 407 uh, W Disney. Oh boy. I'm just saying I've made that call a couple of times. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the what on a series. So now. we're not starting with high point basketball. Uh no. We're not starting with that. Okay. Uh, we are maybe we can we can ask Josh Pastner about that. I know that Wes Durham, who's going to join us later, will not want to talk about High Point Basketball no. because he's an Elon Phoenix. He doesn't want to talk about that. If you want to talk about the mighty Elon Phoenix, maybe he will, but not High Point. I don't know. I think Darren Vaught's still the voice of the High Point Basketball team. Maybe I should text him again. All things we could do. <sighs> Hold on a second. Vamp a little bit while I. Uh... Well, I, well, I hit up Vaughn. Oh, okay. Well, here is the thing. They keep sending out this survey questions, the Hurricanes and NC State basketball about PNC Arena. They really need to rip up all of the lower bowl seats in PNC Arena. When my dad, when my 80-year-old dad, who weighs like 170 pounds and is 80 years old and is 5'8", says, hey, I couldn't even fit in the seat in section 129. I said, you see what I'm talking about now? They really do need to rip up all of the lower bowl seats. I know they. I know part of that uh, sportsbook plan mm-hmm. will be to kind of clear out one of those end zones, probably the end zone where the Canes shoot twice. Yeah, but it needs to happen, and it needs to happen soon. Uh, from Ryan, get Theo Pinson on. Might want to cross promote his own podcast, especially because his sponsors will be legal. Yeah, and see soon. Theo was clapping at me for something. Well, one of my Carolina takes recently. It was it's the Wake. Fine. It was the Wake Forest one. It's fine. I, I don't. See, I'll hit him up. I don't see people running around telling me how great Carolina's roster is this week. <laughs> That's really freaking weird. Well, huh? We'll talk to. It's almost like they don't have a lottery pick on their team. Ah, well, it's almost like every other team other than the one in 17 that won a national championship had a lottery pick, if not two or three. Huh? Weird. We'll, we'll talk to Josh Pastor about What a that. crazy take that was. In a little bit. One thing I had jotted down was that the su- Super Bowl regrets seem to be a consistent thing this week. And I am fascinated by Kyle Shanahan wanting us to continue to talk about the Super Bowl loss in various ways. Okay. Just when you thought we were moving on from these things, you know, the OT, what was your decision-making? I think he's explained it like three different times. We get the surprise firing of Steve Wilkes. Surprise only because we don't follow it on a daily basis. Apparently he had been asked about it repeatedly down the stretch. Yes. Then the performance by the defense in the, Playoffs, not mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, but the playoffs mm-hmm. is what ultimately cost him his job. So I'm curious. Is this not a bad look to do that this week? Or is there any other time to do it other than this week? Well, you know me. I don't know why NFL coaching, there's no or there's no recruiting. So I don't know why they need a, any of that stuff. Yeah, place. I guess there's no window to it. Because to your point. It was a surprise to people who do not closely follow San Francisco. Yeah, maybe he did it in order for Steve to get another job. But the, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not like San Francisco's defense statistically, you know, where they measured up all season is bad. They're pretty good in the metrics and everything else. 
Yes, the Green Bay game and the Detroit game were not ideal, but I mean, holding Kansas City to 19 points in regulation and the only touchdown that they scored in regulation was off a muffed punt. I'd say that was pretty good. And I know they made a big deal about the fact that Kyle Shanahan had to call a timeout because he didn't like the defensive look in overtime on the on the on the drive where uh, Kansas City ended up scoring. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Apparently, Nick Bosa and other leaders on defense weren't feeling Steve Wilkes and the way he wanted to go about things. So I guess it was a not a right fit. That yeah, it was a very oddly explained deal. And you're right; it, the timing of it is weird. Like. I, I love it when people explain things like a Bond villain because it is I sent you the Andy Reid thing with Peter King. Yeah. I saw oh that. my God. Like I saw that, that. You talk about life goals. Yeah. He's in the locker room with Andy uh, Reid getting the whole play. You know, I get people yelling at me when I ask him play names. Peter King's over here getting the thing served up on a platter for him. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a weird one. Sometimes when you lose, you just kind of go into hibernation. Yes. And you're like, not then like, and not like, the, then this is like, this is a month la- like a month later, you come out and say, Hey, you know, Steve Wilkes, great guy, but we, we need to go in a different direction. We're, we're going to change our formations and yes. their scheme and this and that, blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm getting at. I find it interesting for Kyle Shanahan, who has now three Super Bowl losses tacked on him. Well, two that are his, but, but yeah, I, three are tacked right. They on have, him. <laughs> 28-3 hasn't been assigned to him. Yes. For some reason, it's been assigned to him and him only. Right. I'm not saying he didn't take part in it. Yes, he he's the offensive coordinator. Maybe they could have <laughs> gone about things a little bit differently when they had the lead. I don't know. Run the ball, right? I get all that stuff. But Dan Quinn apparently was not the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons mm. when they blew a 28-3 to lead. It was all Kyle Shanahan. You're right. So he's got three Super Bowl losses tacked on. If I'm like, if I'm like you, if I just lost my third Super Bowl like this after having to talk about the previous two Super Bowls that I theoretically lost, I would go into a cabin in the woods and not be heard from from a while. The next time you saw me, I'd have a big old beard or I would go to the beach and I'd be getting drunk off Coco Locos. And I'll talk to you all when we get to the combine in Indianapolis in March. Cool. Cool. See you all yeah, then. That would have been that would have been my made sense. But you know what? Everybody's built differently. And Kyle Shanahan seems to be wanting to go through. Let's know. I want to relive the pain every it. day. I want to feel it every day, every single day this week. I want something to have me get hammered every single time. I want to talk about overtime again. Oh, and now I'm going to do this thing that's going to make me look like I'm scapegoating this guy, that it's his fault. He's the reason why we lost the Uh, Super Bowl rather than overtime. But that's how it's being positioned. No, I know. But no, no, no. Uh, But you've told this to me many times. There's something out there for everyone on the Internet. Maybe Kyle Shanahan is one of those people. That's his kink. Who likes certain Maybe. things. Maybe that's the case. But I am curious if this might be it for Kyle Shanahan. Earlier in the week, I was of the opinion that, Meaning, oh, like, oh, is Kyle Shanahan is ever going to win one? And I'm like, guys, let's not do that. He's young. I mean, look at the Andy Reid career yeah. trajectory. The, the, the man was fired in Philadelphia. All right. It wasn't like he left for the KC job. He was fired. He was told to go home. And there was this big thing like, ah, oh, Andy Reid and his clock management. He's never going to win one. Blah, 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 blah. Now he's got how many? Three. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, there is an arc for you. But I do wonder if the pressure you mean it's of this, over in terms of him as a viable elite coach Super or Bowl, you mean in Frisco? Super Bowl coach. Hmm. In that the pressure for Kyle Shanahan this upcoming season is going to be a level of pressure that he's never experienced well, before. They also just lost the Super Bowl. We all know what happens after you lose the Super Bowl. But they've lost the Super Bowl before and he's managed to get back. Now. Yeah, but now he got back now. The next year, I don't think they made the playoffs. Brock Purdy, I think they, did they not make the playoffs? I thought they just lost in the, um, 
I thought you can look it up. I have to go look that up off the top of my head. But the point here is that sometimes you get to the Super Bowl, you lose, and you never come back. Right. Kyle Shanahan has managed to get back. But I do feel like he's putting himself in undue pressure situations no, for they, the way it's handled this week. Oh, no, I was right. They missed the playoffs. Listen, listen. It's the most powerful force in the universe. Okay. They went six and ten the next year. Oh, okay. So Darren Vaught. Darren Vaught is still doing high point games. All right. So we can so hold we on can break second. this thing down, man. I'm gonna hold on. What are you doing right now? Oh no. No, no, no. We we can't handle that right now. Oh, we can do it because we'll have to talk baseball with Darren too. Well, we can do that later. Okay. Or like at 245. Just to say, hey, man. High point basketball. Check the list. Anyway, <laughs> about Super Bowls. All of this is to get to Cam Newton. Who got to a Super Bowl. Yeah, speaking of regrets. And never got back to it. And on his fourth and one show, he talked about the greatest the thing on the internet right now. It really is. I mean, I love that on. show. So he talked about the fumble that he didn't fall on. That was my time to seize the moment, and I didn't. Looking back at it, I'll never have that opportunity again. Here's Cam on fourth and one. There's five plays that determine the outcome of a game. Do you remember your five plays? For sure. In your Super Bowl game? Uh, the fumble. Okay. Oh, he didn't jump on the fumble. Yeah, but prior to that fumble happening, Devin Funches was wide the fuck open, uh -huh. and I was throwing it to him. Do you? Because they always talk about the jump. What was the reason why you didn't jump on it? You it ain't no... It? Excuse for me not jumping on the fumble. Okay. I should have jumped. Okay. So I'm not even going to give you something because that will be the take that somebody. Else, yeah. I should have jumped on the fumble. Okay. Straight up. There's no, it, the competitor in me, if that happens again, duh. You know what I'm saying? And the this is the Super Bowl. Thanks. All effort goes to like, yo, Super Bowl energy. That wasn't Super Bowl. And I think that is what hurts the most. It's like, yo, you don't get an opportunity to go back. It's not promised for you to go back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the next year, that's when the shoulder injury happened. And oh, the yeah. year following that, that's when the foot injury happened. So you don't necessarily know. When it's going to be your time when again. When it's going to be your time. Like, that was your time to seize the moment. Carpe diem. The words that I live by. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I didn't. So, you know, looking back at it, you will never have an opportunity again. That was Cam Newton on 4th and 1. Do you finally, are you finally coming over to my side on Cam Newton, you, Joe? You were the world's biggest Cam Newton mark, and I never understood it. <laughs> and now that he has his own podcast and we're trying to follow in his footsteps, I'm like, yeah, this guy gets it. I, I love it, man. I love it. And he's right. And you know, you know what's kind of bothering me too? A little bit about to tie it back to Kyle Shanahan, mm -hmm. you know, like Kyle Shanahan sitting here saying to Peter King, oh no, it didn't bother me. Neither one of them bothered me. You know, Tom Brady just made 20 minutes of plays. But no, sir, hide the effing cutlery, okay? Take my shoelaces away from me when we lose 28-3 the way that they did. Mm -hmm. Don't give me, oh, I went back to training camp, and I saw Jim Kelly, and he told me, oh, we went to the Super Bowl four times in a row. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. I want you at home. I want you studying everything. Well, that might be the problem. He studied too much, and that's how we ended up with the <sighs> overtime. Housekeeping. Some quick housekeeping notes uh, before we bring on Josh Pastner, our college basketball insider. Our coach, the official coach of the OG. The OG coach extraordinaire. OG tailgate, 224. 8 o'clock is the Canes-Dallas game. We're going to be tailgating outside PNC Arena, the Arena East 1000 lot over by the Pine Trees. We've got 
two sleek fleet transportation opportunities for you. All you got to do is go to our Instagram page. Please live close. Yes. At OG Media, OG Triangle Media. Again, that's I, I know my own Instagram account. At OG Triangle Media, you'll see the posts with the graphic and everything else. Shout out to Jordan. And just like it, leave a comment, make sure you're following. And important caveat, you have to live within 20 miles of PNC Arena. Please be close. So for instance, like Jansen, buddy, I know you don't live within 20 miles. You're out in Greenville. <laughs> no. I love you. Mean it. No, we'll send you a, a, a koozie or something. We'll something. I got some new stickers and yeah. whatnot coming in. So yours. They're yours. Those are yours. All right. But you, we, we can't send out Sleek Fleet. But I'm still in trouble from the, the previous one. <laughs> so anyway, go to the Instagram account <laughs> at OG Triangle Media. Leave a comment, like it, and we're going to select somebody on Monday. Speaking of shirts, we got new shirts. OG merch at uh, breakingtea.com slash OG. We got the new Dead Conference shirt. Auto purchase. A lot of people love it. Some people don't get it, and I'm very curious as to what you don't get about it. It's really simple. It's the old school it's conference like the, logo. It's like the 1978 ACC logo. That's highlighting us because that's what we do. Right. It's no, zoomed I, in. I will say I'm slightly mad you took Maryland out of it, but that's that's fine. Yeah, well, you know, sorry. I know. Debbie Yao can take it up with me later. Okay. Okay, because I know she's a, a double ACC for heaven's sake. I will. So breakingtea.com slash OG. Big thanks to Longleaf Swine for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out. Downtown Raleigh. Amazing barbecue. Amazing brisket. But that's not all. Mm-mm. That's not all. Don't sleep on the smoked chicken salad sandwich. Do not sleep on the catfish on Fridays. Do not sleep on the Ribbler. And more importantly, <sighs> the burgers for dinner are off the chart. Smash burgers. Was actually there for lunch today. Uh, the sweet potato thingamajiggers. I think those are the technical term for them. I think so. They're unbelievable. So big, everything's great. So big thanks to Longleaf and big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority for sponsoring us. Check them out. Bugsbite.com. Again, that's bugsbite.com. Bundle and save for your pest needs. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, he returns the official coach of the OG. He is Josh Pastner. Josh, what's going on? Gentlemen, thanks for having me. I just wanted to comment on um, <clears throat> with Cam Newton that you just had on there, or, or the, yeah. the, the highlight that you showed him talking. And he's when he was talking about how hard it is to win, you know, talking about the Super Bowl and do you get back? And, you know, everyone talks about that in sports. You know, everyone says, oh, we'll be back, we'll be back. I just want to give you an example you know, I was on the team in 1997 with the Arizona Wildcats, University of Arizona Wildcats. We won the national championship, and we had the entire team back, everybody back. We were preseason number one, and we were the best team in the country, and we were going to be the first team since the 91-92 Duke team to go back-to-back. I mean, we were the best. and We should. We got to the Elite Eight. We were smashing teams. I mean, we had three lottery picks on our team. We were smashing teams. And we played Utah with Rick Majerus, which kind of made Rick Majerus the yep. famous Rick Majerus, if that made, you know, because it put him over the hump in the Elite Eight. They went to a triangle in two, and um, uh, and we just couldn't make a shot. We couldn't hit the ocean standing on the pier. I mean, and and he went to the Final Four. We lost in the Elite Eight. Obviously, it took him his his career to another level. But I say all that to say, and I knew I knew how close we were to be in in such historical terms to be back to back to miss on that opportunity thankfully we won one the year before 
but he's right. And I tell people, you never know. You don't. There are no guarantees when you get to a championship or you get to a conference championship, sort of like the, with the Baltimore Ravens there. You know, there's no guarantee you're getting back the next year. Even the Detroit Lions, nobody knows. It's so hard in sports. And it's just that's why it's that's why you see teams. I don't care what sport it is. It's it's so small numbers that ever repeat uh, of championships. So anyway, just wanted to add that to to his statement. Hey man, that's why I hope you look at your ACC championship ring once a week. Absolutely, you had your shot, you took it, you won it. That's, that's what it's about. You're exactly right. You don't take those things for granted. Uh, tell me a little bit, Coach, because we're a lot of discourse here. But my my Demon Deacons. Uh, not being projected to make the the NCAA tournament. When you look, let's just go eye test. Let's just let's go old school. Eye test. Does does Wake Forest look like an NCAA tournament to you? Team to you? You know what? Here's what I would tell you on Wake Forest. I did their game when they played Louisville. Okay, I was I called their game for for uh, ESPNU, and um, it was Louisville at Wake Forest, and it was my first time I've seen Wake this year in person. I'm telling you, I left that that game saying they're a hundred percent in tournament team. Their guard play is, I mean, as good of a guard play as you'll find anywhere in college basketball. They hit 18 threes against Louisville that that afternoon. I mean, they were up 30 something, and I understand Louisville's, you know, you know, obviously towards the bottom in the ACC series, but it doesn't matter. They would have beaten anyone that afternoon, and I thought they were going to, and they had been on a hot a winning streak. Just prior, they had lost North Carolina State, obviously. They had a lead, and they lost in that second half. I say all that to say that I'm a, I'm a big fan of Wake. I think they're really good, and I think they can flat-out score. The issue is they, don't, they haven't been able to beat, and I think they're a tournament team, and I think they can win games in the tournament. But if, if I, and I'm, and, 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 So I take my, my coaching hat off and put on the committee hat. They might say, well, look, they haven't, they've had opportunities against Duke. They didn't beat Duke. They didn't beat Carolina. You know, their metrics are good. But, you know, what happens is when you're in that room, Wake Forest isn't competing against teams in the ACC. They're competing against, you know, they're they're competing against Washington State in the Mm. Pac-12. They're competing against, you know, uh, Florida in the SEC. It's not as much about the ACC. and, And so I think that's the thing. They need to get a win or two against a Duke, a Carolina, a Clemson, a Virginia along the way to be, you know, them beating NC State was important at home because they split the series, but they need something along the way just for the committee's aspect of putting them in. I think as a coach, I think they're really good. I think they're a team that could win games in the tournament, but I just know in that committee line, they look at that thing. They look at road wins. They look at who you played in the non-conference because they say it. When I was in the ACC, they brought all these – they brought Dan Gavitt in. They brought everyone in who's in the tournament, who's in the room. And they sit there and tell you – because everyone's talking about the metrics. Well, how does this – here's the deal. When you're in a Power 5 league, you're held to a higher standard. They say that. Mm-hmm. Who do you play in the non-conference? It, that, like, well, you, you, but you're setting your schedule up, uh, uh, you know, a year or two in advance. How do we know this team doesn't – you, then you better pray and hope that that team's going to be really good and you win that game. So it, who you play in the non-conference, you know, do you win road games? And then the third thing they say is, do you beat the teams in the quad one and quad two? Because they said that's those three things they look at to determine, like, this team deserves to be in the tournament. 
And, and, and that's what they say. It's those three things. As much as the metrics and the quads, and it's it's quad one, quad two, it's road games. Do you win on the road? And who do you, what do you do in the non-conference schedule? And so for that, Wake's got to get – they need some of these wins against the upper tier of the, uh, in the ACC. You'll always be the Carolina seer in our book. Should the Tar Heels be worried now with losses to Syracuse and Clemson? Well, if I'm North Carolina, never play on Tuesday. Because, <laughs> I mean, they're not getting it done on only, Tuesday. Only one, only one oh, more Tuesday one, one more on that's the it. schedule so and the whatever, national championship. And, is not and don't be in the play-in game because that's on a Tuesday. <laughs> so the, yeah, so they'll be fine after that. Be but fine. I will say this. R.J. Davis is the ACC player of the year in my to this point. I believe he's been outstanding. Ingram's really good. And, you know, and, and Cormac Ryan gives him the three-point shooting. I love Baycott. You can depend and count on him being a double-double guy. Two things. One, however, with Baycott, I don't think he's been as consistent as being a level as like R.J. Davis, game in, game out, where you're talking like we should be in the we should be talking is Baycott or Davis going to be player of the year? And Baycott's not even that discussion. I don't know if he'd even be first team all ACC. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Second team, I don't know. You know, he's 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 a good player this year, but I don't think he's been at that level that we kind of had the standard for him. And maybe it's because of the production that he's had. That's one. So I think he, for Carolina to be for people not to be concerned, he's got to be better. He, he he's got to be at the same par of play as R.J. Davis. Secondly, I think Carolina, uh, and, and I said a couple years ago, told, I, I I believed it, and I knew I, that they could make a run. My concern this year with Carolina is okay. We're in the NC2A tournament, and we're playing NC. Or we're, excuse me, we're playing Iowa State. We're playing a team like that where it's going to be a grimy, grind out, half court, smash mouth game. It, you know, and, and we're and offensively, and you're going to have one of those games. And can they get through that? If it's a, if it's them in Arizona, where it could be a track meet, or them another team where it's a track meet. I mean, North Carolina is really good. It becomes when it becomes a grimy grind out. You're not scoring mm -hmm. I, I, because defensively, there's been some concern. I think there's holes with them defensively, even though they're way better than they were last year defensively. I think there's some holes in, with, with them that's, defensively. That's interesting because I've actually found North Carolina to be okay in that kind of grimy game. And that's where we were crediting their defense. Say, that was Pitt and Clemson this but, but, but year. I'm not, even the Miami not, win was not, a but I'm not talking the – I'm talking for – take out the ACC. Okay. I'm, I'm talking when you get to the tournament, you're taking a team from the Big 12. You know, you're taking a team for that – they, you know, a different team from a different league because I think, you know, you get a team like the Big 12 or the, you know, the Big East where it's a – where I just think it's a different game. Well, and, then we start with UConn. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're looking for an example of they have a bunch of dudes, they're very, very tough, the UConn game might be the prime example. But then again – Right now, UConn just looks like the favorite. I, yeah, they're 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 outstanding. But you know, Carolina is going to match up. Like I'm telling, you, like a like a Iowa State. Like you know, like listen, Tennessee did this to Duke last year in the round of 32. Duke was playing as well as anybody in the country last year. They win the ACC championship. You guys know this. They play Tennessee in the round of 32. Everyone was talking about the the beat up, the fouls, the physicality, and Duke couldn't get through that. You know, you and so can Carolina because. I, Here's my belief with the ACC, and I listen. I love the ACC. You know, I'm a big fan. I believe they should have more teams in it. That being said, 
the league is more like an NBA league. You know, it's a little more offensive oriented. There's more offensive generated. It's more tailored to the offense. Nothing wrong with that. I think where some other leagues you watch it, it's it's a bloodbath at times. Yeah. And so, and there's a lot more physicality, a lot more smash mouth half court defensively in some in some things. And and I think that's where Carolina's got to be careful. And depending who they play, can they get through that type of game? Take that with the ACC, but can they in a not in another conference type of opponent? Josh Pastner hanging out with us here on our Sleek Fleet OG Live. Duke. Speaking of. Speaking can they get through a grind? Can, 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 can they get through? They're, they're also winning games that are not pretty, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I'm waiting for Duke to kind of show another gear. I guess the question is, in your opinion, does Duke have that other gear? Here's And we might have talked about this last time. Here's my thing with Duke. And I've always, and I, I think Duke of any team in the ACC has got the most pros on their team, or potential pros, or predicted, you know, first round draft picks. And and uh, so you you always want to kind of, if you're a betting person, you always want to bet on the, the player, the team with the most talent. You know, can they win? They're gonna should be able to win the game because they have the most talent. But you're right. I don't think they've been. You know, of course they've had some injuries. They haven't been at full strength, and and. But they yeah. found ways to win. The question for them is, can they get to that next part where 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 they? I don't think, like I think they have another gear. Like I think going into the season, we were all thinking that they were going to be like what we're talking about, UConn, or you talk about Purdue. We were thinking Duke's going to be in that in that league, and and um, and like when they played Baylor in Madison Square Garden, kind of in December there. They were, they were, they look like another gear, but they haven't always been like that. And, and that to me would be a concern. I didn't think they had a real good gear against Carolina, you know, and, and maybe, you know, and maybe that you could, you know, and that, so that would be a concern if I was, you know, a, a Duke fan thinking, can, you know, look, they're going to have a high seeds. It's, but it's not Duke and Carolina. It's not about getting in the tournament for those two programs. You guys know this. They got to get to the Sweet 16 and beyond. I don't think any fan base for them is going to be happy. And I look, I'm just talking from a fan base side. Getting the tournament's hard enough, but no one's going to be happy if they're not in the second weekend. And I think they've got to get to that next year. So the last time we had you on, Wes Durham, ACC Network, was in the comments. And it's like, you know what, Wes? Don't get in the comments. Just get on the podcast. Get on the show. Get on the show, show. Wes. So Western ACC Network oh, now popping on here on live. Wait, I got something to tell you, you guys. Have you told What's them that? yet, Pastor? You haven't, have you? What's that? You haven't told them, Josh, have you? No, I have not. I have not told them. I'll let you tell them. A week them. from I was Saturday. Tell them, you to tell A week from Saturday, PNC Arena. Oh, don't Boston tell me. Boston College at NC State. The celebration of the 50th anniversary of the 1974 National Championship team, your ACC Network announced team, Pastor and Durham. Yes. Not to be confused with previous shows of other iterations. You're right. You're right. But here's the thing. Here's here's the best part about you guys coming to do the game that Saturday. Do you know what Joe and I are doing after that game? Oh, I tell you what what Josh and I are doing. You're going to be hanging out at the OG tailgates. What are you going to be doing? And I got a ride to the airport for you if you need it. 
We got well, beer and we got butcher's market, Wes. We got beer and butcher's market waiting for you after the game. What do you want, Wes? That was, that was some real dot man energy, by the way. I don't know about, uh, all, I don't I don't know about, about all that. that. Well, look, look you guys, <laughs> I, I was going to say at the end of the show, I, I, I really I think it's going to be awesome that, that Wes and I, Wes is a pro, and you guys know that he's a he's. I just hope I don't. Hall screw of Famer. Up. I hope I don't. He is a Hall of Famer. You're darn right. I hope I don't screw up the broadcast of that game with him. You're not that, gonna screw it up. That being said, I hope to see you guys beforehand, and I think it's going to be a good game. Oh, yeah. NC we'll State. I don't know where everyone else thinks. Look, they they they're a team that's you know between and and you know you got the the, the after the four that I think is a hundred percent a lock in the tournament of of Carolina, Duke, and Virginia and Clemson. Then you've got the Wake Forest, you know, mm. North Carolina State, Miami, and Virginia Tech, that next four right there. So where's all that at? You know, and Pittsburgh. I would say Pittsburgh because of their two wins at yeah. Virginia at, at Duke. So they're in that mix. So you're talking a five-team mix. Try right. and, and, and will the will the ACC, which I believe they should, but will they get another team or two in? I think they will when it's all said and done. But out of that five, I think Wake has the best chance my deeps yes my deeps and, and i think pittsburgh's wins have made them right there i think that's where nc state is battling pit because miami miami's been a little up and down they, they needed that win last night against clemson if they wanted to make the move virginia tech's been a little up and down so it's just it's going to be a battle towards the end but they need more wins against the upper top four if, if you guys if you get what i'm saying but they can't afford to lose that game uh, uh, North Carolina State next week against a good Boston College team who's a, who's sneaky good. They they're hard to play against. They got Quinn Post in the middle. The way they shoot the ball, they're they're hard to you know they they defend. They're tough. Yeah, but Josh, they can't lose to Florida State. They, they can't. I mean, well, yeah, I, I was even I was talking even for our game, but yes, they can't lose to Florida State either. They they've got a they've almost got to win out in the games they have that that it's not the top four teams. All right, Josh. Saturday is the must win for the Wolfpack. We can we can reevaluate yeah, yeah, after yeah, Saturday. Say, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. The way tournament starts on Saturday. Yeah, NC State must win mode right now. It's survive at advanced right. mode for the right. uh, Wolfpack. Right. Uh, Richard says, "Don't feed Pastor another pizza." No, he gets no pizza. <laughs> Bad mouth, me. Damn. Man. Listen, the pizza, the pizza was. I said this last time. The pizza was outstanding. Yeah, I yeah, love no. pizza. But however, I spent all my time eating the pizza. Yeah. Didn't focus enough on NC State. And as out. I said, I never forget it. How many we turned it over two consecutive times late game on the press, and I'm, and I really believe this because I sat there eating the pizza instead of watching the film yeah. on what I needed to do. So I blame you two while I'm sitting here talking to you, not not coaching. Well, right we, now, we, we, we appreciate we appreciate we us. appreciate that you still <laughs> join us, even though we're the reason why. You're no Josh, longer at Georgia Tech. Woo. All right, Josh, we appreciate we appreciate it, man. Take it easy. The official coach. Hey, Josh. Josh. Thanks, guys. Right. See you, Wes. <laughs> Take care. Hey, Wes. Print uh, the shirt. So amazing. Wes, I got yes. we got to pay bills. All right. All right. Let's so, pay bills. So sit sit tight, and we're gonna pay some bills here. All right. Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Uh, they got a speaking of contests, everybody, I think the 24th is like a big day. Big day, man. Big day for uh, big PNC day Arena. For big melons. Oh, yeah. So not only do we have the OG tailgate that's taking place, not only are Wes Durham and Josh Passner going to be calling that NC State Boston College game, which I'm very, very excited about, but 
our friends over at Breeze Through are tag teaming with R&D Brewing. They're going to give away a chance for you and a friend to join the Breeze oh, the Through. Crew. Ride the Breeze Crew oh. on Saturday, yeah, Olympia machine. February 24th against Dallas. So go check out the Breeze Through social media. We're going to repost it on Instagram and everything else so you can check it out. Like, follow, share, tag who's going to join you. What you get with this are two tickets and two Olympia rides. Additionally, the food truck is going to be out Ooh. at the tap room, the R&D tap room off Capitol Boulevard that Saturday for, or more uh, this upcoming Saturday for uh, more chances to win. So check it out. Breeze through social media. You could be part of the breeze through freeze crew for that game on February 24th. Also big thanks to the butcher's market. Shout out to everybody who explained to us that they were giving the gift of meat. Yep. On Valentine's Day. I'm still mad at myself that I've never had the signature chicken breasts until this week. They're delightful. Good stuff. But I would suggest now that we've moved on and we're thinking about tailgates and the butcher's market's going to they're going to be there out for the tailgate. Yes. Hot dogs. Oh, pre-made burgers. Oh, sides. All that stuff. They have Taylor ham too. all available. I didn't know all available and it's all fantastic. So again, big thanks to breeze through for sponsoring this and of course butcher's market for sponsoring this and one more mention yes one more mention our friends at state farm matt davis insurance.com we have yet another person who has saved money thanks to matt davis yeah thousands of dollars so do yourself a favor give him a call 919-779-8277 or go to the og insurance.com we also have a new person jack he emailed today said he reached out to Matt Davis State Farm, saving about 5% compared to some other Ooh. places. Made sure to name drop us. Also, good looking out on the home field gear, which we'll talk about later. So Perfect. we appreciate Jack for helping us out in all of those fashions. And of course, hooking up with Matt Davis to save money. Ooh, Western Rocks! All right, Wes Durham, ACC Networks, back with us. Um, question, Wes. Okay. Why are we even still doing an ACC tournament at this point, man? I, you mean like because of the national rhetoric or because of 18 teams? No, the 18-team thing. So it was announced yesterday no. coming out of these uh, these meetings that when we go to 18 teams for the ACC tournament, they're going to stick with 15 teams in the tournament and three are going to stay home, which, of course, my first question was, why stick with 15 what a, at that what about 15 made it what, what, what do we need for 15 right. like let's just bring 12 at this point let's just do Gross. thursday friday saturday I, let's, or wednesday thursday friday let's go yeah i'm not quite sure i i didn't get a lot of explanation in the release other than just the basic core announcement of the 15 right yeah uh, i'd like to hear a little bit more of the discussion on how we settle on 15 if you're not going to take 18 and i think there will be some coaches who express some disappointment in not taking 18 because I think coaches see the big picture of if you don't go, then, you know, it, it you, hinders your program. You're getting fired if you don't. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I, I think it also speaks to the bigger picture of, yeah, of, of yeah. this is being done for other reasons. However, that all being said, I would say that I think I want to hear more about the discussion in the room and what models were shown beyond 15. Like, did we see some 12s? Did we see an 18? I'd love to know what the 18 looked like considering that, you know, I guess in the only 18 team bracket I've seen, you had to play like eight games on the second day, but, uh, but nonetheless, I, that's where they're going to go. And at least for the time being, that's what we're going to get. 18 would be two playing games to a 16 team 
brag it. I think you move it. I understand the premise. This is what happened in baseball. They they made it smaller. People mm-hmm. started to get fired, mm-hmm. and it it lessened your chance to make the NCAA tournament. So sure. I understand why you would put fifteen um, in saying, okay, we're going to have between ten and twelve teams that have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. So right. let's not eliminate any of those teams before our conference tournament. I would just say this: this is another missed opportunity from the ACC to be creative. Yes, and you could do a full eighteen-team bracket, mm-hmm. and you can bake it in, and you could play it off campus, and then ultimately you can go somewhere and and pull off an old Friday, particularly since you're doing it in Greensboro and Charlotte. You yeah. can pull off an old, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday deal, or Thursday, Friday, sure. Saturday, if you really wanted to, uh, with eight teams. But, Joe, I think you could also do something. I'm sorry to interrupt. I think yeah. there's something else you could do too that is also further out of the box that would potentially work with your television partner too. It takes a little bit of imagination here, but I think you could take some of the things that other one-bid leagues are doing where they take the higher-seeded teams and the lower-seeded teams and kind of play in, kind of into the tournament a little bit. Yeah. For instance – I know we've got so much tradition around one game at the end of the regular season, okay? And I understand that. But why not take, in some cases, the bottom eight and have those bottom eight teams play each other the final weekend of the regular season? Because you know Cal and Stanford are already going to be East Coast bound anyway, Mm -hmm. the final week of the regular season. Bring them in if they are impacted by this and let them play as part of a two-day doubleheader someplace that potentially seeds out the back end of the tournament or, you know, the relegation or the inclusion of whoever's in the tournament. I don't know. But I, I think you could have had some made-for-television games that would have at least been a touch more compelling than what you were left with. But, again, this we got to grow into this, and now they've got to make a – got to put a flag in the ground for the next three to four years at least, and that's what they've done. Yeah, and I, and I remember talking to head of ACC basketball, Paul Brazo, when we yeah. were at ACC tip-off in October, and there's the logistics of the three new schools, uh, SMU, Cal, and Stanford, and how they're going to have to schedule their end-of-season. Right. I mean, essentially, they're going to have to do an East Coast swing. Yep. And they're going to have to wrap up the regular season that weekend somewhere on the East Coast and then head to Charlotte and camp out, if they make the tournament, obviously, because not all teams are going to make the tournament. And then go from there. I don't know if that's an advantage or a disadvantage. The only thing that the only thing I can think of of why they didn't just do the full 18 is because I don't think Tuesday is already a hard sell for tickets. It right. Is. Yep. And yeah, but you don't have to bring them all to one location. You could play before you get there. But I, I look, man, I I agree with you. I agree with you. And I don't want to mess, I don't want to mess with Wes's money here. So what I would what I would say is that. I think they're ultimately afraid of not only putting it in different spots because the whole cell is the ACC tournament is in one location. Okay. It's going to be in Charlotte. It's going to be in Greensboro. Everybody gets together. It's in one location, you know, operations wise, it's easier to do. I ultimately think they're just worried of the optics of what a Monday night in Charlotte's going to look like when you got potentially, I don't know, but let's be honest, SMU on a Monday night. For the ACC tournament, don't, don't. but let's let's be honest, guys. I mean, ever since we got to the Tuesday afternoon session when we went to fifteen teams, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's had that Big East Madison. And look, the Big East. You guys went when we were in Brooklyn. I know you did. Yeah, I went. You I went. I, I, you I said the Big East. It was an unbelievable vibe at the Garden, and I don't doubt that. But you didn't go on Wednesday at one o'clock 
when, you know, somebody was playing somebody and there were dozens of people there. But that tends to be now what we're getting more in college basketball in the early sequences of these tournaments. And I don't care if you play it, you know, in the backyard of the two schools, I think that happens. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of reasons why uh, it is more of the made for television event in some respect in the early rounds of the basketball junkies. And that's fine. And I'm more than happy to be part of the event in DC this year. I'm, I'm again, you guys know it is an event. I am clearly emotional about doing because I've been going as a kid and I love the event, no matter how they do it or where they do it. Yeah. Except Tampa. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Tampa was awesome. You know, there is no middle ground on Tampa. There are people who loved it in Tampa. Tampa was awesome. Julio, Tampa was awesome. But it also opened the door for everybody else to get one shot, in my opinion. That's oh, all I'm going to say. In other words, when we went to Tampa, we could – that's why – and obviously has heard me say this a lot. The reason we were able to go to Brooklyn is because we went to Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason we can go to Vegas and Dallas and any any oh, Pittsburgh, that, uh, Miami, not, Miami, not, Miami, Vegas, no, we're not, go, we're not going to Vegas because part really? of the part. No, we're not. At least not in the foreseeable future. Why is Pack Two going to be there? Well, it's not so much that. It's fairly clear with the announcement of the championships. All these things are taking place in North Carolina over the next what five years. Yeah, and course, we're not going to Vegas anytime soon. That's yeah, sure. and I don't Sorry. even know what the conference is going to look like in five years. Well, so, you know, there again, that's another addition of the pod. It might, um, end up, it might end up looking like our T-shirt design. Where's I, that's it? You, you know, know, I got to tell you, sharp thinking, sharp. Uh, really impressed. Uh, really uh, impressed with you. By the way, we, we also have the <laughs> I got to get one of those, too. I mean, I'm on the hook. Vicky's telling me to get rid of T-shirts, and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, I'm going to buy two of these. How am I going to get rid of any? You know. <laughs> so, you know, like Al uh, from Tar Heel Blog got on the comments and said, you know, I wrote up a pool play idea where you can do something mid-season I, and then have the top eight three-day affair. Yep. Okay, I would offer this. Let me offer this. Yeah. We have yet to see the regular season schedule. Right. We I, don't know what the regular season schedule is going to look like, Al. And I would I would say this. I think Al's idea is somewhere in the inventory of possibility in the regular season. I can't imagine we're going to play 18 games or 20 games. And, like, if we played 18 games, what are you going to do? Play 17 teams once, once. Mm-hmm. and the other twice? And guess mm-hmm. who's playing twice? Yeah. That's the problem with the – league scheduling. I think that's what they're going to do, Wes. Everybody everybody wants to play everybody wants to play Carolina. Everybody wants Carolina in their building. Everybody wants Duke in their building. Right, but but not everybody's going to every get other that. year you'll see them. I guess that'll be the case. In your building. You play everybody once, you Wait, play your rival twice. Was it the that's was it not we're not going to go the John. Games, we're not going to go the John Wildhack idea uh, and have Duke and Carolina play three times in the regular season. No, they each play like a seven game series. That's what it should be. Yes. And they and I, you know what? Vegas. Let me ask you this again. Here goes another out of the box idea. Give me to the where. Give me to the point where you want the eighteen there, and why not do something? Remember the old bracket buster thing in the one bid leagues? Yes. That ESPN. By the way, ESPN did that. Mm-hmm. So why not go bracket buster style behind Duke and Carolina's first meeting that next weekend? Yeah. Well, the same weekend as Duke and Carolina, you know they're going to play. It's going to be a big number. It's the biggest number ESPN's had in basketball this year right now. So why not go ahead and throw the other bracket buster games in there, figure out who's going to play based on the standings of the first half of the season. we got a hundred and some odd games anyway. We're just giving away these ideas for free, man. Put us on retainer. 
I'm not asking we're, for much. We're not, not fish baits. But for what we're doing right now, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with saying it's 15 and three don't get to go. I know there was, you know, I was doing the baseball tournament on TV when they reduced the field and mm-hmm. went to pool play. And I thought, you know, they the baseball coaches, <laughs> no, they weren't. But guess what? More teams went to postseason. More teams are successful in postseason. Yeah. And I guess that's where we can wrap this conversation in that we can come up with all these ideas. The The bigger problem that the ACC has is that they have to reconsider how they go about their regular season to right. get more teams in the NCAA tournament because we can sit here, we can pound the table, we can tell you that there's certain eye tests, we can tell you about postseason success for the ACC, but the net is the net. The bracketologist will tell you that, you know, the seed lines aren't going to look great for uh, for UNC or Duke with the with the current way things are going. So how do you solve that problem? Is it more conference games? Is it stuff like pool play? Is it less conference games so you can go out and be have more opportunities like the Big 12 to schedule softly and hammer? I mean, you got to go out there and hammer them like Big 12 teams. But it just I feel like there has to be a real serious conversation about rethinking the entirety of the regular season, not just the ACC tournament. I don't disagree with that. I think that you've got to now take, if you're going to keep playing 20 games, which they said they are, they are, then you've got to go back and look at um, if the net is going to be the gospel to by which this league is held accountable nationally, despite the rhetoric, which I think is ridiculously poor at this juncture for the league mm-hmm. and, and its quality, um, then you got to go back and play to the narrative. I mean, I, I I have no idea what Joe Lenardi's talking about. I well, mean, I just talk about this. He does, either he's not watching the league, or he doesn't understand how good some of these teams are and how I think lethal they will perform in in the postseason if they get there. And the problem with that is this: the committee members do listen to the rhetoric that's out there. There, I wouldn't say they listen to intent. But they listen enough that they're aware of what the what the narrative is when they get in that room. Let me ask you this. Okay. Andrew Weatherman had put out the ACC over the last few years, you know, wins above their seed. You know, sure. they've gone further than other um, yeah. than other conferences. They've won more in the NCAA tournament. They have more Final Four appearances and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. When do you think the conversation will happen where if, if the Nets' job is to properly place teams, but the results of when you get into the tournament do not match what your seeding is, at what point do they then go back and look at net and say, okay, something's not meshing here because right. we keep spitting out these numbers, we keep trying to use this to seed, and yet here are examples where you're going above what that tool was telling you. At some point... Mm-hmm at some point things have to line up. And right now what net tells you and what the postseason tells you are not the same things. Correct. And the other thing too, is why do we even subscribe to the net? Cause the NCAA says, so. yeah, that's it. That's the only reason. Now well, I, I, I texted Matt Norlander of CBS sports yesterday while I was listening to Ion college basketball. Cause I was screaming at my podcast app because Gary Parrish was just reeling off. Well, there's a quad two and a quad three and, they're X this and that against the, I'm like, it's completely arbitrary. These, these ideas, these, these designations are completely arbitrary. So why are we trying to use it as fact? 
Well, and here's the thing, and you guys talk to enough coaches. You get texts from enough coaches, including some that are very animated like I do, hmm. uh, from one in particular. Um, the, <laughs> the idea – the idea of the net, we have now discovered, and most of the coaches in this league now know, I'm guessing all of them do at some point, they've had these calls, that the core value meter in the net is margin of victory. Mm-hmm. They call it efficiency. In reality, it's margin of victory. And I think in some respect, the NCAA, who's got this you know, secret sauce formula like the Big Mac, didn't want anybody to know what it is, and it's only taken coaches now four solid years of looking at the net to figure out what it is. Do I think Iowa State is an example of a team that built their preamble on lousy non-conference opponents? Yes. Yeah. Do I think Iowa State's a good team? Yes. Don't blame Iowa State for doing what they're doing. T.J. Otzelberger is a good football, uh, good basketball coach. But that all being said, if that's going to be the premise by which the national rhetoric is built, and I like Gary Parish and I like Norlander a lot. I, yeah. I respect Joe Lenardi. The man's crafted an enterprise out of something that people do every day in their office for a month. But the idea of it being the gospel and it being the pronounced message about a league like this one, who's done a few things in its existence. We're not talking about the Big West here. We're talking about the ACC. <laughs> Isn't it and funny? Rothstein, Rothstein's recklessness on Twitter? Come on. Yeah. What are you doing? Isn't it let's funny just, that Iowa State, Iowa State is the like poster child of the net? Yeah. They lost to the 10th place ACC team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lost. And, and by the way, Jimmy Dykes in his soliloquy at Syracuse the other day on Twitter about the Southeastern Conference before telling everybody he was doing Syracuse. And I like Jimmy, too. Did a game with him earlier this year. But he's raised his flag for that league, and Fran Fischilla raises it for the Big 12. And that's fine. That's fine. But don't tell me about Alabama. They lost at home to Clemson. Mm -hmm. All All the Alabama rhetoric. I'm, oh, it's time for Hey Joe. I got to go. No, 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 no. You're going to okay. take part in this one Hey Joe question. Oh, I am. Yes. Because yes, we, we take f- feedback. We, we take, no, no, that's from James who wants a BCS type ranking that system. Absolutely. That, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Give me the computer. Parker. Hey Joe and Wes, what NC State team shows up in Death Valley on Saturday? Well, first of all, Parker, let's get to the fact that that is maybe one of the uh, tentacle historical games in the ACC because that's the only meeting of the players that were traded for each other. <laughs> Last April. Huge. Jack Clark. Huge. Jack Clark and Ben Middlebrooks in a single player up trade. A week. And again, here we are in February. We're nearly a year from it. And we still don't have the additional details of the transaction that was yeah. never officially confirmed by the office. Yeah. Conference office never confirmed. Clemson trades Ben Middlebrooks for Jack Clark. We got no idea of the salary cap involved. We got no idea of if there's another game to be played. Is there a player? My God, who's the player to be named later? Consideration. Walking Bush Bush for obvious. Is there something there? Do we have a waiver wire? What's the deal? I don't know. Oh, boy. Yeah. I I actually had a problem with something he had tweeted out not that long ago, but now I forgot. It must have not been that big. I will say this. uh, Clemson has gotten right. Yeah. Yeah. About the last two weeks. Yeah. And I I will say this too. I I have had the good fortune and I will say good fortune here to do the two NC state wake forest games this year. Yeah. Uh, And the one last Saturday at the, at the Joel, was more like the Carolina Cougars and the uh, Virginia Squires, but it was ABA up and down the floor. It was awesome. That that game last Saturday 
was fun. That was good. And stuff. then I, I literally said to Bonner during the game, "How can you be killing this league when it's this good?" <laughs> How can All right, people- well- all right, now it's time for Hey Joe. Now it's time. Well, because I, because I, he's got to go. I got to go. I got, I got some, I got some hockey practice stuff that I got to go. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, long story. Look, the, travel the be- hockey will beat you up, son. The, the beauty. Look, I'm just saying. The beauty of doing this now is that we can still make this happen. But when I got to go full dad mode, I can still go it's full time. dad mode now. So it all, all right, works boys. out. Be all well. right, man. Later, soon. What Wester? I'm here on Ovias and Chilio. Let me hit some music. We'll do some more ads. And then we will, of course, get to some more Hey Joe. Big thanks to Homefield Apparel for sponsoring Ovias and Chilio. Check them out. Homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 just in time for Valentine's. Kelly's new hoodie arrived. Did it come? It arrived. It was fast. It was fast because they put that drop out. Heels, right? So it was the it was the Carolina script hoodie yeah. that they had just put out. I think pretty you. slick, dude. That thing's pretty slick. Plus the throwback 90s one, the long sleeve t-shirt. She was happy to get that one. They're Carolina stuff. Now what I love about home Different field, level. What I love about home field though is that they do have things that are like Rob Lowe wearing an NFL hat. Right. So I got myself. You have one of those. I have one of them. I just have a home field one. It's so comfortable. I bought another version. It's just a gray throwback uh, hoodie with the little home field athletic department, which I'm really, really happy about. You can save 15%. Just go to homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23. Big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring OVs and Gilio. Check them out, myhtr.com. We've been talking about interest rates. I don't pretend to know what the Fed is doing with the rates. All I know is that people keep talking about the rates coming down, which means, Joe... Home buying might be back in action. Yeah, get ahead of the frenzy. Go check them out. It's myhtr.com, buy, sell, calculate. Also, big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out, wh.lawyer. Uh, I will try not to have a traffic violation on my way out of Fayetteville Street like Gilio did. But if I did, hit if I up. did, hit, hit them up. up and they'll take care of it. That's Whitaker and Hamer, wh.lawyer. Shall we go into the comment section, Joe? Yes, please. All right. So back to the beginning of the show where Davis wanted us to talk about high point <laughs> basketball. I reached out to Darren. Vaught. Darren's busy doing some baseball stuff. The baseball season's just getting going. He's off to Greenville for some ECU stuff. But we will talk to Darren down the line, and not just about high point, but also to talk about ACC baseball since that's right around the corner. What, three teams, I think, are in the top 25? Oh, I mean, you don't count ECU, but all of our teams are ranked. All of our teams are ranked, right? Yeah. Okay. So well, that, I mean, Wake, too, is number one. I love that. I absolutely love that. So um, we'll be talking some ACC baseball as we get uh, as we get you know throughout the season. From Bennett, we were talking about seats earlier at PNC mm-hmm. Arena. He said, "I literally sat in the last row of the building at Kane at a Canes game, and I was shocked how little space is in the lower seats when I went to the state opener." Yeah, the lower level and the upper level are two totally different. The vibes, upper man. level has been replaced. The lower level has not. It needs to desperately because when I went on Saturday for Whalers night, I was in one ten. It's a little bit in the corner. My knees were right yeah. up on the back, man. Right up on the back. It's not as bad as the old steel chairbacks, the aluminum chairbacks at Keenan. Like if you said, because oh. the bowl is constantly curved and I could not, I'm not a big dude. I know. 
but my knees were right up on the back of the aluminum at um, at Keenan. All right, let's see what else we got here from Bull City Coordinators. Join the pot a little <laughs> bit late, so I hope I didn't miss it. But when are we going to get a discussion about how Aaron Rodgers would have handled the Chiefs' defense if he were the 49ers' QB? That was for you. I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers. Ben, good work. I'm not. I'm not. Not going to do it. Get him then. From David. Let's make Beheim the Grand Marshal of the next Greensboro tournament. Yeah, why not? I mean, he's in the broadcast booth. He's been doing stuff with West Durham, right? So might as well make that happen. Back to Justin. Enough ACC talk. Who are you all taking in Love is Blind? It's all Charlotte people, so it's slightly relevant. That's a Brownlow conversation because she actually watches that show. Brownlow could not be with us this week. She's off to Nada's wedding. She'll be with us next week, which I, I, I can guarantee we will get a Love is Blind segment. A show that I've only watched kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Sam calling out one of our listeners, James Cran Vodka Lancaster in the flesh. James chiming in, going to be four Cran Vodkas deep before primetime CW tip off <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> I have not done a cranberry vodka in one time, in a long time, but to riff off your, the drunkest I've ever been mm-hmm. in New Orleans. I used to live in the, Avery Close Apartments. Yeah. Off of Avon Ferry Road. Mm-hmm. And my former roommate, Billy, who is an Ocracoke native. I want to say he's back on Ocracoke Island. Him and my future brother-in-law loved cranberry vodkas, but they only had so much money. So when I turned 21 and I broke the law and I went to the ABC store to buy them vodka, statute of limitations. Like, what do we, like, what do y'all want? Like, well, whatever I can afford with this amount of cash. I was like, okay. There was a bottom shelf. Oh no. Bottom shelf vodka that was like Outer Banks vodka. I don't even know where this came from. But you can make vodka out of anything. Get the ferry from Chapel Hill. Yes. Yeah. Those poor, those poor two, man. Off these Outer Banks <laughs> vodka with Whoa. the cranberry. It was a bad, it was a bad scene, man. And I absolutely, can feel it. I can feel it from here. Absolutely bad scene. Hey, Joe's, can we get a full list of Julio's traffic <laughs> violations since moving to the downtown studio? No, but you know what I should do? You know what I can do? You know what I can do? Okay. I can start doing a, how many tickets have I accumulated oh. since Ooh. we've been downtown? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did you forget to pay? Uh-oh. We even have an app for this now, man. I know, but that zone is... I know. That's it's the hot zone, too. It, yeah, I had to park in the hot zone. This is what we've learned about parking downtown. Yeah, the block right by the Capitol is the hot zone. Yeah, the 100 block of Fayetteville Street. Yeah. That is the hot they, zone. They hit that constantly, all the time. Constantly hitting that one. Um, so I tried to avoid parking there, but I had to do that today, and I was late getting to the app. So hopefully, I do not have another $15 ticket waiting I, for me. I, I do. There's no however, chance. however, here's the trick. Here's There's no the trick. chance. It is still cheaper. To get a ticket. It is still cheaper to pay the $15 ticket the day of than it is to park at a deck. Correct. So I like my chances. All right. That's going to wrap it up for another Sleek Fleet OG live. Yeah, go check them out. out, man. Sleek-fleet.com. Tyler does such a great job. Use them once, and I promise you, your rideshare woes will be over. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.